Hello and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord Community Patreon. This podcast will focus on the role-playing game stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Korva. I'm Kikita Kaori, and today we have both lots of news and a weighty topic to discuss, because we are mm-hmm. going to continue our Celestial Realm series by discussing Mado, the Halls of the Dead. Yes. It's uh, a complicated subject, so this yeah. might take a while, or we might split it into two episodes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, um, though, I wanted to apologize to our audience. Uh, our editor, uh, Sebastian, or Seabass, as he's known online, is no longer available to edit court games. Uh, so I'm kind of taking on the task of writing and editing this podcast. And I have a lot of other projects like Emerald Legacy and Fortune and Strife and A Real Life. Um, yeah, one of those. <laughs> Because of that, and the, until this week, lack of new content from FFG and, and other complications yeah. from real life, we haven't been able to make anything new for a long while. I know even our last episode had a long wait before it was put out, and uh, this is a long wait, uh, and we just mm. aren't able to do it as frequently or as, as well as we have in the past. Yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. Um, which might part of it might be changing because part of it was just nothing was coming from FFG or Edge or anybody to do with Legend of the Five Rings, and that is, as you will discover in our new segment, that has rather suddenly changed. Mm-hmm. But but we'll see we'll see what what that does for the future. We we still hope to bring out new content often. We just um, can't do it on the sort of schedule that we were doing it before. So no, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I wanted to thank yeah. our patrons who have continued to support us despite our uh, waywardness, beside, despite our problems. And they really serve to keep the community Discord itself going. Uh, our patrons pay for the editing for Fortune and Strife. Um, and mm-hmm. we also have a, a number of software subscriptions that uh, we need to keep paying for to be able to keep editing, keep uh, hosting. So we are yeah. grateful to anybody who does service our Patreon. Um, we would love to stay in touch with you for anything that you have uh, have or want to discuss. We are happy to bring it up on the show. Um, we're also happy to have you, our patrons, as our guests, if they should want to show up here. Yeah, uh, we can always use guests. So, so think about that. That's something that we can do in the future. But uh, thank you yeah. for hanging in with us, and uh, I apologize for all the delays. <laughs> yeah, we we really are extremely grateful. So, mm-hmm. so let's move on from that into the sudden deluge. <laughs> of news that has occurred uh, it really honestly in the past few days it's, it's just been slightly absurd a few things we knew about for a while mm-hmm. which is gen con mm-hmm. which is upcoming there are going to be a couple of games being run by edge so two mm-hmm. games from edge one is 
fifth edition. That's got that's going to be the lost writer. A controversial author has gone missing while in the city of the rich frog. Your group has been sent to investigate her disappearance, but be warned. Following her path may come at great cost. <laughs> um, but conveniently nothing that can't be sorted out in four hours of role play. <laughs> oh, there is that. And, yeah. And meanwhile, in Adventures in Rock Again, we have Storm Eel's Rest, which was a free RPG day release. But mm-hmm. uh, at the heart of Earthquake Fish Bay, an ancient horror attempts to be reborn. The Empire Emerald needs you, so take up your blade, pray to the spirits, and pre- prepare to take on the storm. Yep, um, I'm, I'm in both yeah. of these games at Gen Con, Ooh. so I will bring back reports. In fact, actually, this Gen Con has more L5R content in it than yeah. um, any Gen Con, I would say, in the last at least five years. Hmm. Um, They've, they've got these two modules, the edges running. There are a couple of other independent game and you know, workshops groups that are running mm. L5R uh, modules. There's a collectible card game tournament, legacy tournament kind of being hosted for charity. There's a, you know, it's just a bunch of stuff. And now there's all these new announcements. Yeah. Um, mm. Stormiel's Rest was available on Free RPG Day, but uh, unfortunately, I, th- I think that was the 27th of June, but uh, it wasn't at my local store, so I wasn't able to get oh. it. So I'll just have to find out. It may be available for download someday, so we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's actually a whole new website, legendofthefiverings.com. This looks very pretty. And it's got a whole hope whole host of new content and plans for the future. Yes, this was a this was a hit that came a... in only the day before yesterday. Uh, we're recording today on yeah. the on the twenty eighth. And uh, it they they hit you with a whole bunch of new uh, new things coming out. They have a mm. video on there of what they're describing. Um, it includes a new line of full size collectible statuettes characters from the FFG story, uh, taking some of their artwork and turning it into collectible figures. Um, They Mm -hmm. had one of Tagashi Yukuni that looked pretty awesome. Um, Yeah. They have a set of upcoming novels that are going to be doing a whole new retelling of the clan war story. I think it's based on what happened at the end of the FFG version of the Scorpion Clan coup uh, that was told through yeah. the LCG card game and associated PDFs or of stories, but I don't know for sure, so mm-hmm. we'll have to learn more. Yeah, uh, it's, we'll have to see yeah, what happens. Yeah, it's written by an established author, however, so we will, we will see. Um, there's at least two new board games coming out. One we've talked about before on the River of Gold, which is a Euro-style game, Euro, Euro Rails, I think, yep. uh, where you're a merchant on the River of Gold, which seems a very strange take on to- Rokugan, but, you know, whatever. I mean, the, 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 
the merchants are there as well. Maybe you're not secretly Colot. I, I suspect. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's actually secret Colot. Col- <laughs> yeah, um, but but I, I think if you're going to do that kind of resource management game, you're either going to be looking at one single like province, mm-hmm. or if you're going to have like people competing. I think the River of Gold is about the is a fairly obvious. Yeah. Kind of place, and you know, it is nice to see occasionally a different sort oh, of side. Absolutely, of but but slightly more what you'd expect is there's going to be a clan mm-hmm. war game, and they seem to be implying that it's somewhere between a war game, but also maybe a bit of a role playing experience as well. So it's, yeah, it, it's it's. So the, that that's probably a bit more yeah, yeah. than you expect out of the Legend of the Five Rings. Um, there is a, a very big hardback um, adventure module uh, book for mm. adventures in Rokugan called uh, Tomb of Ichiban, which if you knew old 5R, that was a first edition module. Uh, way back when, so I'm sure it's mm. some sort of interpretation of that. Though it could also be an interpretation based on uh, Evan's uh, book, uh, Heart of Ichiban, which also takes place in the Tomb of Ichiban. So who knows? That's not current timeline. Yes. That would be sometime in the past. Yes, it's, I'm curious as to see whether the Ichiban novels. Because you've got heart of, has, is heart of each band's out, and soul of is yes. going to be out soon. Are these like the pre- preliminaries to the adventure, mm-hmm. or are they versions of the like like you're going to be playing through the events of the novel, or are the events of the novel what set up the adventure? And that's um, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is, the how, they, how they relate. Unrelated, and it's just a different take on the whole thing. Yes, yes, is it? Is, yeah, um, and when is mm-hmm. this set in the great floating <laughs> timeline or timelines plural? Because Adventures of Rockgan does seem to be a completely separate timeline, mm-hmm. and the books are set. Before eleven twenty three, mm-hmm. thus far. Yeah. So, I'm really yeah. Lo- loads of questions to be answered, and I'm, and it's really nice that we're going to get some of those. Uh, and for those people at. who are disappointed so, that this is Adventures in Rokugan versus Five uh, E, it's not really surprising. Adventures in Rokugan is for the big no kind of action adventure dungeon crawl kind of. Yeah. Anyway, which yes, would naturally uh, be, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, tomb, tomb of YouTuber, you're going to be exploring a tomb, and that just that fits. doesn't mean adventures in rock. Doesn't mean you can't convert it. I mean, you can yeah. get it, and then you can con- convert it to no. IV if you want. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's absolutely mm-hmm. nothing stopping me doing that. So that looks to be a good fun thing. There's going to be an art book. I believe we've discussed that. We've seen it discussed around, and quite frankly, just someone says, Elf have our art book. I think we'll just go, yes, <laughs> yes, please. Art. They did show a copy of it on a video, so yes. so it looks very pretty. Um, and then, kind of yeah. stuck in the stinger of the announcements that they gave, they, they have a potential new 
a mm. video game or, or mobile style game. Uh, yeah. It's an auto battler, which is my son loves playing those kinds of games, and I don't understand them at all. But that's okay. I can <laughs> I can deal. <laughs> Apparently, you're you're a crab commander in the Shadowlands, and you're dealing with fighting hordes of of monsters. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's a very kind of understandable. You kind of yeah, yeah I, if you're going to do a video game. That's a really obvious one. That's a really obvious kind of kind of place in Rockland to do it. Horrible evil hordes, and you have to fight them off. Pretty much, Go. yes. Um, all of this said, yeah, uh, we will probably end up discussing this uh, and the results or what we learned from Gen Con mm. in our next episode. So uh, there's some more announcements out yes. coming, so we can discuss this more in depth then. And maybe give some speculation on some, you know, different ways that Clan War might go if we have more information and uh, so on. But but this is a lot of news for today. So uh, you can always go to the website yeah. legendofthenews.com yeah. and uh, see for yourself what is out there. Yeah. So yeah, legend legendofthefiverings.com. Um, it's it's really nice to have anything <laughs> honestly <laughs> after so long unfortunately we didn't they, they didn't specify any rpg books other than no they Team didn't which Band. meant that the scorpion and unicorn novels are still no. in the air edge get on it um but we will we will find out yeah, maybe there will be yeah. more news uh coming up because they did say that there was more news we hope yeah let's hope so but anyway, yeah, today yeah. we're going to talk about Mado and the afterlife. Anyway, we are the the well the mm. realm of waiting. Uh, so now we're going to continue our celestial realms series discussing Mado, the realm of the dead. In actual Japanese folklore, the Terms Yomi and Meido are often used kind of interchangeably. Yomi is in Legend of Five Rings. It's part of Tengoku, part of heaven, and it's where the honored ancestors dwell. So we're going to have an upcoming episode on Tengoku, and so we'll discuss Yomi there. So we're going to be talking about Meido. Mm -hmm which is the land of the dead, where the dead go to wait for judgment before they proceed to their next life. Um. Yes. So it, I want to make very clear that the description mm. of Mado and Yomi in L5R don't... Um, don't no. reflect anybody's real life religious beliefs yeah. about what the afterlife is They're... like. All right. But I'm going to talk about mm. some real real life religious beliefs about the afterlife practiced in Japan because they are both sources of inspiration for this kind of amalgamum that is the uh, L5R yeah. version. And they're going to flavor parts of people's behavior both towards death and uh and yeah. you know after death 
what happens there, what what's related to it, even if they aren't, um, you know, yeah. a di- direct translation. But it, I, I want to be real clear that mm. Rokugan is different from this, and I'm just giving you this to kind of explain the roots of the stories and, uh, you know, explain why things are, I mean, are different it, for Rokugan yeah, in real life. It's perfectly fine for Rokugan <laughs> to have its own, be its own separate thing you know it's a made-up world it can have a made-up afterlife mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff but this the if we look into some of the inspirations that can be things that you can add and things that can flavor your game if that's what you want to go to go with but obviously the, you know right i, I don't <laughs> i don't recommend ever directly no. saying this is shinto this is confucian yeah. this is taoism this is buddhism it, it, that's not right this is but uh when you have characters especially yeah. alive characters yeah. who don't know the afterlife um and you're trying to express mm-hmm. how they feel about the afterlife that's where these these things kind of flavor uh yeah the experience of it. So these are all uh, types of ways that your characters might view while they are alive, the afterlife, because you have got to bet that only a very, very tiny percentage of the population ever actually went to Mado and returned or mm. talked to anybody who experienced Mado. And there are perfectly, it's perfectly possible, even in a world where the gods throw yeah. rocks at atheists, um, to have people who don't yeah. don't believe any of this, uh, or believe uh, in 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 a very vague way, or uh, have different approaches. So we're yeah. going to talk about that yep. uh, as well. Um, first of all, you know, belief in the afterlife in Japan varied and does still vary greatly mm-hmm. from region to region within specific families um and just no it's not uniform this is the japanese view of the afterlife even more so it's because japan is an amalgamation of uh many different religious influence at play and how your particular family mix uh yeah works then it's going to uh, flavor how how you look at the afterlife and how your family looks at the afterlife. Um, the the major religions that um, color the the Japanese view uh, in historically in different ways were Shinto, Confucianism, Taoism, and most strongly mm. uh, Buddhism. Because Shinto and Confucianism and Taoism don't really care where spirits yeah, yeah. go after they die or what they do in the afterlife. That's not a priority mm. for them. Uh, and there's not really a sense of, of judgment about yeah. your your life. The afterlife isn't there to be a judgment for you on your successes or failures in life or anything like that. But they mo- all of these religions are more focused on what do you do as a as a mm. living person to care for these people you love when they are no longer there to actually take yeah. care of? And so that's what 
these religions all all kind of mm. focus on. So we'll talk about each yeah. of those first. So in what you might call pure Shinto belief, if you're just looking at Shinto beliefs, after a person dies, their their kami, their spirit, their human spirit, goes to live in another world. It's much like our world, but it's made made for spirits, and spirits can pass between these other worlds fairly freely, and especially on special feast days. So that's that's their view, right? Like the yeah. yes. So so. <laughs> They might they might come visit you and and pure Shinto or like just core mm. Shinto is a world is very filled with ghosts because ghosts can pass back and forth between these yeah. worlds mm. easily and those you know there are spirits like other spirits and you can treat them and deal with them and 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 so forth and maybe feed them and stuff and <laughs> that's how that works. Right. Confucianism is, it doesn't care where the spirits go. You know, they obviously go someplace, so mm. they go. Confucianism is all about expressing your duties and fulfilling your, your role yeah. in life. And so it doesn't matter where they go. Your job is to pay filial duty yeah. to, to them. So you are the son and daughter, your father or mother has died. You still have a duty to them even after they have died as their child that you must fulfill your role. It's all very about filling your role. And respecting your ancestors is one of your roles as descendants. So if you are a descendant, you do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Theoretically, if you are an ancestor, you do these things which involve bringing blessings to your yeah. family. Um, but to respect your ancestors, the important thing is that you do all the correct rituals. So if you do all the correct rituals in the right way, you are fulfilling your filial duty, and that's what counts. Everyone should do their filial mm -hmm. duty. So, so the sense that the ancestors are looking after you because they're obviously going to fulfill their duty, yeah. because they're Confucianism, good, good Confucianists too, is is there but on the other hand you can't tell if they are or not so yeah you know <laughs> Taoism, meanwhile is very focused on the natural world and being part of the natural world and following you know the way which is also part of the, just nature and how things should be so death is part of life it can be avoided indefinitely if the proper spirits of the body are nurtured and guarded. But death does happen. And if it does happen, it's a release from the corpse. It's a transformation from one thing to an unknown other thing. But knowing what you become after death is not necessary for living. Because it's more about the natural world and who you are within it. What happens after is what happens after. Yes. yes. I dreamed I was a butterfly who was dreaming of being a man. Yeah. That they're all, 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 all cyclical. That's a very Taoist yeah. <laughs> So it's not until you get to Buddhism that you really introduce the 
idea of an ongoing afterlife after death mm. of some sort that is uh, based around this idea of judgment or karma or an evaluation of your current yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and and you know, going on to it. This this focus on your next life is very uh, Indo-European, and Buddhism is brought from yeah. India. Um, and it's very this idea of what happens after death is a very foundational part of of Buddhist philosophy. Life is ephemeral and uh, temporary, yeah. so it's it's very much thinking about the afterlife um, as opposed to all the other ones who like who cares. Mm. <laughs> Um, death is natural for Buddhism, but after death, the spirit lingers until it is reborn into a new life, and the nature of that new life will be determined by the karma, good or bad, you have accumulated in your current life, and that is, that is done by your, your actions. Now, in Buddhist scripture... Karma can determine whether that soul, your soul, can be reborn on earth as another creature or another person. Or if you have enough good karma, you could be reborn in a heaven. Mm-hmm. Or enough bad karma, it would be reborn in a, in a hell. Yep. That's what they call it, a hell. And heavens and hells are temporary. Yes. They only, your spirit only lives there long enough to get your karma to a neutralish kind of state to then go back and you be reincarnated into another life. It's not like eternal heaven. Yeah. So if you went to a heaven or a hell uh, to look for a specific ancestor, even if you could figure out where they were, um, it would, you know, that person could already be reborn again. Yeah. Everybody gets reborn again eventually. Yes. Um, um, karma is judged in some types of Buddhism by by the self. Basically, you evaluate at your moment of death whether you have good or karma good or bad karma and then you kind of move yourself into the proper realm and in some kinds of buddhism there is an external judge who's mm. doing the judging um it is important to note that in buddhism because yourself is doing part of the judging um how you are at the moment of your death whether you're calm and accepting of your life as it was, or if you're agitated and incriminating or stuff like that, plays a significant factor on uh, how your approach goes into the next life. Mm-hmm. So if you, even if you've done wrong things, if you're chill with it <laughs> yes. at the moment of death, then you could go into a uh, into a better life anyway. Mm. Um, so this is this really introduces that element, you know, that the monks have about and and all the samurai have about being 
serene at the moment of death, being yes. calm and 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 in control and accepting of who you are and what your life has been. Um, so in whether it's in L five, it's in L five R, but it's also in a lot of samurai stuff. You know, mm. the idea you're supposed to be serene at the moment of death is important, and also yeah. um, the whole uh, you know nobody's supposed to be incredibly mourning or making a bunch of noise and strife for your departure when you die. It's also important because that might make you feel distressed while you're making that decision, and that's not a good thing. That no. might lead you to a worse, worse afterlife than you would have gone if you were, if everyone was calm and let you made the, make that decision peacefully. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the and the ultimate goal, at least according to Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, Shinseism in, in Alpha Valley, but in, in Buddhism is you're wanting to separate yourself from that cycle of death and rebirth. Mm-hmm. And that is at least part of what enlightenment is. You are no longer subject to continually being born into existence and thus suffering mm-hmm. and then dying and getting reborn and so on. And that's that's kind of the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Now there is a yeah, the, there is a, a one of the common kind of Buddhist focused amalgamations of a Japanese view of the afterlife, and this is one of the things that actually comes through in in the common ceremonies you do after someone has died, is that after you die, after a certain amount of of um, confusion after death you start the trip to Meido. You don't go there immediately. There's actually a trip to it, and, and it can take a number of days. And there is a, a series of judgments that you come across as you are judged by a series of the of, of celestial judges. And so, yeah, you, you'll wake up um, after a few days, you, you're, you're alone in the dark, and you travel to Meido down a long mountainous road. You reach the Sanzu River of red spider lilies. But before you can jo- cross into the afterlife, you are judged by each of the kings of the dead in turn. And the Lord of the Dead assigns your next life. Mm-hmm. And there is a, these, these happen actually at set intervals after your death and one of the things that is like your your family or or whoever will do rituals and pray for you every seven days until you are judged by um on the 30 yeah the the on the 49th day i think and then there's a hundredth day, and then the first year, and the second year, and so forth. So there are there are specific rituals to do for each of those judgments to hopefully help you along your way, mm-hmm. and let them maybe overlook one or two things you did. Hopefully. <laughs> 
Now that said, that that's one amalgamation, but as we said at the beginning, mm. no no religion of Japan or China or so on matches matches the Rokugani afterlife. But hopefully you no. see some of these elements and how Rokugani treat death in the lore. Yeah. As far as I can tell, the well, the primary source for a lot of the mythology we have of Japan in some of the early days uh, mm. comes from a, a book called the Kokiji, which is a Japanese chronicle of myths and legends and oral traditions rather than religious beliefs. Okay? Yeah. Uh, these tr traditions were brought together generally to justify the Amato Emperor's right to rule. And it was written around... Yeah. 711, 712. So it's very, very ancient work, but it kind of captures hmm. the um, the religious beliefs of the time. Now we've discussed what is in there, which is the creation myth from the Kokuji, which is about yeah. Izanami and Izanagi, and that has our first reference to what they call in that Yomi, the land of the dead. Hmm. So just to remind you, though, we've said this before, when Izanami dies in childbirth, Izanagi, these are the first first two gods, um, goes to Yomi to find her. But uh, she asked to stay and asked permission to leave and was following her. He turned back and lit a torch to look at her while she was asking permission to leave. And when he lit a torch, he saw that she was a rotted corpse because she was dead. Uh, yeah. He was horrified. He ran away. He sealed the entrance to Yomi with a great stone and then mm. washed the contamination of Yomi, the contamination of, of death from his body. The contamination combined with the river to, that he was washing in to create the first three gods including Amaterasu, the sun, and mm. their descendants, those, the descendants of those first three gods, which are humanity. So humanity is a mix of yeah. contamination of the afterlife with the purity of the real world, of the world. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. one of the things that always is funny is to me is that people complain about in L5R how similar... The L5R creation myth is to a uh, Greek legend. But the mm. story of uh, Izanami and, and going to the afterworld and death uh, to find his wife, uh, to, to find uh, Izanagi, has a lot of similarities to the Greek legends of Orpheus. Um, and they, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting... Right, yeah. and, and there probably was some kind of communication in the ancient world that ended up causing these two stories to kind of emerge. So um, the Greek legend of Orpheus is, is, is one, only one Greek legend, obviously, and the Alphabar yeah. creation myth is another, but they're not so completely foreign to each other as you might think in terms of uh, Greek hmm. legends and uh, uh, I don't know the 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 view of the world. Um, 
However, in the Kokiji, in this book, Yomi is really still very vaguely defined. It's full of corruption. So that's where you get this um, Shinseiist, or not Shinseiist, this Shintoist view of yeah. death being corrupt or defiling. Um, yes. But it's still not a full Mado realm. No. Um, Mado, as described in L5R, seems to be taken more from um, Diu, which is a Chinese term. And I think the kanji for Mado and Diu yes, are fairly yeah. similar. But that's, it's, that's the realm of the dead from Chinese mythology. Um, so Diu, it's a, it's a subterranean maze of different levels and chambers and split into 10 courts of hell, although the, the exact numbers vary by story, depending on who you are asking. And they're each ruled by a judge, and they're, they're known collectively as the 10 Yama kings, and each court deals with a different kind of sin or vice. The, the Yama, Yama is a, a Buddhist entity from the... Theravada Buddhism, and they judge a character of a spirit and they send them into an appropriate rebirth. So a spirit could end up uh, spending time in a heaven or in a hell before their rebirth. Right. So the stories of King Yan were, or Yan Lo Wang, um, are older, are from an older Chinese mythology than Buddhism in China, They're like older fairy tales. But they ended up getting mm. wrapped up into these stories of Yama uh, from Theravada Buddhism. And then eventually you get this idea that King Yan is Yama and and he, he runs these multiple courts and each are ruled by a Yan king or Yama king who weighed the souls before them mm. for him to basically take some of the work off of his, his load. So uh, uh, Yon was sometimes even considered just a position, uh, a King Yon or the overall King Yon yeah. was considered just a celestial position and a mortal could become King Yon. You know, assuming they were holy enough. They even had people who were mortals who the stories at the time said, and during the night, he goes and does judging of the dead as Yan. Um, yeah, yeah. So a mortal could assume the role of King Yan in, in this Chinese celestial hierarchy. These stories are shifted and changed a lot because they were each kind of rewritten in service of whoever was ruling China at the time. So the Tang dynasty might have one version and the later dynasty might have another version. And, and they were written hmm. um, in service of that dynasty to make that dynasty's, you know, justify their decisions or make them work as best, you know, work best for them. So that's kind of the official story changes with the dynasty. Um, but these Chinese stories migrated to Japan, okay? And in Japan, King Yan 
was called Enema, E-N-M-A, Enema. Uh, I'll be, it was a uh, kanji. No, it wasn't pronounced like, yeah, you know, it had letters. But that King Enma mm. is also Enma-O, O is the title. His realm was Yomi, or, or Mado in, in different interpretations, not our L5R thing. And it is bounded mm. by the Sansu River, which we talked about later, the, the River of the Dead. And then later interpretations, like modern interpretations, yeah. make it not quite so gory and like a more metaphysical you know, river of, of spider lilies and more more beautiful afterlife than uh, than this yeah. ancient stuff. So yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of the background for um, the stories and folklore that kind of fed into the creation of. Um, Mado as it stands in L5R, plus, you know, we talked about real life religious inspirations of it. So hopefully that gives gives a sense of that so we can talk yeah. about really what's in Mado. Yeah. This is kind of like what does Ledge of the Five Rings describe? So this is this is Rokugan's yeah. version of the afterlife at this point. So that's what we're going to look into now. Uh, you start with Emmao, the, the inhabitants of Mado. Oh, no, let's start that again. So we're going to start with the inhabitants mm -hmm. of Mado, the people you would find there. And you have Enmao, which is the fortune of death, who reclaimed Mado from Jigoku, so is now in uh, charge. With Emmao is the nine kings of hell, which are his adjudicants or judges uh they are loyal and help mo uh mm. they helped him win mado back from jikoku when jikoku leaked into attack the other realms um these uh kings of the jed mm -hmm. uh take some do some of the judging and take the workload off of mo but he's he's the guy in charge uh the names in l5r they've given them are shinko soko sosha Gokan, Benjo, Tesen, Toshi, Biodo, and Tenrin. Now these are real terms. These are used for the kings of the dead in the real world too. Mm. Um, so just for those yeah. who are sensitive to such things, uh, it's worth knowing that some of this comes from are, are used modern. So this would be like a characterization of you know, Saint Peter. <laughs> Um, yeah. The kings of hell, however, yeah, which... can have. So, well, if you're going to do something drastic with one, and this is a concern, change the name of one of them. That might be a good idea. Um, the kings of hell ha can have mm. all different personalities, even if they agree with each other. So, their personalities can be unique to what a, a GM needs. Though, if you're going to make them radically different, like I said, you might want to change the name. <laughs> Yeah, uh, most versions uh, they each have a, a court for a different sin. Right, or something the way like that, that it's written for L five R, they would. Um, um, the, it's more like <clears throat> I'm going to take the next the next person and like distributing all of the personalities between the different judges, so yeah. that uh, yeah, uh, M O O doesn't have them all lined up to him. Otherwise, you're 
uh, increasing the workload by nine for no lack of no yeah. less time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you will also have the Mazoku, who are demons who serve the fortunes to work off bad karma. And they are playable in Adventures in Rock again. Which is kind of fun. So they are, in many ways, they're kind of the same as the Oni. It's just that they're yes, they tend to on look the like, side of the fortunes. They tend to look like, at least as opposed to the in side the afterlife, they tend to look like uh, you know, big blue and white, blue and red, must be blue and red, Oni with uh, giants with horns kind of Oni. As opposed mm. to gibbering monsters, kind of only, which yeah. Elf the, the... also does. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine there's like one or two kind of working in the back rooms and kind of like not available to the public. But no, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just look like this, but I'm just, um, I'm just doing my job. Yes, it could be quite creative. Uh, so there's also the uh, Muen Botoke, who are people who have been who were alive. But they were forgotten by everybody before they were judged. So they can't, nobody, you know, they can't really go on to their next life. Mm. Uh, so they often get assigned, you know, they're just hanging around in Meadow for, for no reason. So they often get assigned uh, administrative tasks in Meadow. These are like the souls of the living. Um, and mm. they hope to become Shingami. And Shingami are MO's mortal servants, so they get they hope to go back into life being a servant for MO. If they work really hard and are very good, they'll get that promotion. Yeah. You will also, as you probably shouldn't be too surprised, that you will also find the spirits of the dead. They are on the same journey they are you know waiting to be judged in the l5r depiction of Mado, they are often forming long lines waiting for judgment uh, in addition in l5r there is uh ryoshin ryoshin was the 10th kami a, a child of the sun and moon the same way that Akodo and Hante and Doji and Hida and Bayushi and all the other kami were. However, he died before mm. Hante rescued him. And therefore, instead of going to Ningendo, going to Earth, uh, he went to Meido. Uh, he is his own self. He, and when M.O. freed Meido uh, from Jikoku, he realized that Ryoshin, the 10th Kami, could be an ally to him. And he asked Ryoshin to guard the boundary between Jigoku and, and Meido. Now, Ryoshin is different from the other Kami because he is, is neutral towards humanity. He was never alive. He never really met human beings he doesn't favor them or disfavor them so he mm. is a target for um fulang to 
potentially persuade to his side. He, he doesn't have that um, bond with, with humans that the other kami do. Other being to find out there. Craig's still going. I don't know why he keeps beeping, so... It's it's basically it's it's reconnecting it's disconnecting yeah, yeah. and reconnecting uh, message I get within a second, so that's what's happening. So we'll just keep going and hope it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you may also find people who aren't actually originally from Mado invaders. Basically, there may be invaders from. Jigoku or Toshigoku or Gakido, they are. They might be actually attacking, or they may be infiltrators trying to sneak in to corrupt the servants of MO, cause chaos, or retrieve someone that they consider to be their own. They're someone they think might be in danger of reincarnating into a nicer <laughs> afterlife. They think, no, you're one of us. Uh, right. You may have to deal with those so, if you ever find yourself in Mado. That's kind of who's who's there in Mado, which is uh, you know in some ways may import, more important if you go by just the book description of what Mado is like, because in the books, uh, Mado is depicted as a place filled with thick fog, mm. featureless plains, and rocky hills fading into endless gray, kind of a and in some. It's also described as kind of a desaturated or black and white version of Ningendo, but without life. So um, we do have a couple of places described yeah. in the book version, which is the queue, which is a very, very long line of people stretched across that barren landscape. And um, Emma O's estate, which is a kind of grand court. <laughs> Where all of the uh, the judging is done, and you know this river of mm -hmm. blood, which borders Mado and Toshigoku, and potentially other realms, uh, it's sometimes crossed by the Fortune Jizo, who has a little ferry to bring spirits over. But that's all we've got, which is not a very complex, fun place to adventure in. Yeah. No, and and I can get that, that there might be a reason why the realm of the dead, as in the, the part you go to before you go to your afterlife, might However, not be the most interesting. Um, you can expand tourist destination. And uh, what I wanted to do was share. There's a novel called yeah. Reflections, and it's actually uh, kind of in the Disney twisted, um, twisted stories series. It's, it's called Reflections. It's by Elizabeth Lim. And mm. this is about, you know, has the character of Mulan in it. But what I loved about it when I stumbled across it, it was has a very large, very coherent and interesting geography for Mado. A Mado-like underworld very similar to L5R based on, you know, the Chinese hells. Um, so mm -hmm. I have taken these areas and kind of written them up to, um, to give you some places in, uh, in, Mado, in Mado that you are 
characters can adventure in and interact with if you happen to go there because I thought that the story was really um, good for presenting an interesting place to adventure in so I'm not talking L5R as it's written purely in the books but this is great stuff to integrate so I hope you don't mind if I take this excursion into a yeah into expanding Mado as a place to go okay <laughs> and Kovar you mm. will help me uh yeah read off some of these so so that you can and we'll talk about them okay uh the first place is called the bridge yeah. of helplessness and this is an almost infinitely long bridge which holds the queue of souls waiting to be judged and it crosses over the river of blood that leads to leads to jikoku you know the blood, river of blood flows there it's filled with demons you do not want to fall in um nice thing about having your queue on a long bridge is it makes it hard to get out of the queue you have to kind of urge your way forward you're not going to just wander off in a different direction um mm. at least till you get across the bridge so that gives you your your cue so that was yeah. one um feature of this expanded mado verse yeah there's the garden of forgetfulness the lady of forgetfulness one of the mazoku will serve tea to the judged and that will make them forget their previous life which will help them be reborn anew. And she likes to invite visitors who aren't following the rules into her garden for tea so they'll forget their mission and thus behave more properly. Right. And uh, so, if necessary, she will um, so insist. She, uh, the Lady of Forgetfulness could assume any disguise, <laughs> uh, can appear as anyone um, from you know your dear grandmother to... Uh, a fox to to something terrifying, but the goal is she she wants to trick you into drinking her tea because if you drink her tea, mm. then you will behave like a good spirit of Mado and go stand in line and and you know act like you're supposed to do in Mado, which is not running around being troublesome. Um, yeah. So. So that's the idea that eating or drinking yeah. uh, makes you stay in the afterlife. Shows all the way back to the uh, creation story there with uh, Inazami and Igazani that we talked about. Um, anyway, so uh, definitely something good to have. And, and it performs an yeah. important role. You don't normally remember your past lives after you are reincarnated. So. The next spot that you can have is, yeah. is called the Tower yep. of the Last Glance or the Tower of the Last Glance to Home. And this is a, a tall tower of scarlet and emerald, um, which holds the spirits of those who are worthy, of, especially those worthy of ascending to Yomi in Sengoku or to a, at least to a higher future life. So spirits who have been judged that uh, will rest there and contemplate their lives in preparation for advancement. And there's a couple of interesting things here because you don't necessarily have to be all the way dead 
to be here. So if there was a great hero who did deeds so valiant or an emperor, somebody really, really special, they might get an instant pass to the front of the line, right? Uh, everyone makes way for the emperor, for example, or, or someone really important. Uh, mm -hmm. They might be judged very quickly because obviously their life was so virtuous and go straight here. But if they are so virtuous, that could happen before they're all the way dead. So you, know, you might end up having to go here to find the soul of a very important, heroic, virtuous person uh, to say, you know, and somehow persuade them to come back the normal way. Mm. Um, so I thought that that was kind of an interesting uh, feature that yeah. they could have, especially for for the heroic types. Also, somebody who uh, was going to escape the cycle of reincarnation completely might be here meditating, doing their final meditations before they allow themselves to mm. depart, disperse. <laughs> slightly less pleasant location the hill of swords which is a mountain which is completely covered in blades which are stuck into the ground just everywhere the blades belong to bandits and ruffians and those who reveled in bloodshed while the so they're stored here while the owner's spirits await judgment uh, potentially to reclaim them to go on to Jigoku or <laughs> yeah, or Toshigoku, yeah, yeah, uh, which seems fairly likely. Um, it is, unsurprisingly, somewhat dangerous to climb. And if you're not careful and quiet, the sword's owners may come and see who is interfering with their blades. They, The swords apparently do not cut ghosts like they do mortals who strayed into Mado. Right. So now, in the geography, really good this, reason this posits for Mado. Uh, this particular mountain. Up is towards life. Right? And that's true for most versions of afterlife. Up is towards life. So, this, right. is, a, this is a mountain. So, it's getting in the right direction. But, uh, it's very dangerous to climb up, and since uh, yeah, these swords will cut you, but not cut the ghost. You could end up fleeing through a sword, you know, through a field of really sharp swords, trying to escape the owners. Might not like that. <laughs> a difficult, yeah. a difficult path to get out of the, you know, get towards the end of the afterlife. Another place in <laughs> in Mado is a is a city of the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've seen descriptions sort of like this from uh, in L5R as well, which is basically a full city filled with ancestor spirits, just like any busy city in Rokugan. Um, the spirits who are here are your ancestors, but not necessarily the most noble of spirits who ascended to Yomi in the afterlife. But not necessarily the worst spirits of your ancestors who may have gone to one of the mm. uh, worst afterlifes like Toshikoku or Gakido or, or Jikoku. Um, basically, they've been judged 
they're not due to be reincarnated mm. for a while. And so they're just living here, hanging out, waiting for their reincarnation time slot to happen. Because you don't instantly get reincarnated unless you're like, special. You could be ending up mm. hanging out here for a while, waiting your turn. Um, interesting thing is, yeah. your family's relatives who weren't the greatest and weren't the worst are probably somewhere in this city hanging out, living a life much like they would have lived in the real world. Um, they should always be willing to help you. So you've got some allies in Mado, potentially, of your own ancestors, right? But they also have their own desires and demands of you in return. These aren't necessarily the, yeah. you know, like I said, the most selfless ones. So this is what, you know, they might be being peddlers or merchants or gamblers, everything in this city. Uh, the money used yeah. in the City of the Dead is the script that is burned with bodies yeah. during the funerals. So that's their trade goods in the City of the Dead. So that's part of why you keep remembering them and stuff. You're, you're, you're basically paying them. Yeah during life to, you know, so that they can have a good living in, in the afterlife in the city of the dead while they wait for their reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the places you don't want to end up, uh, instead of going to the city of the dead is the cauldron of consequence. It's a giant boiling cauldron overseen by a huge, Mazoku, the Lord of Flames. And uh, that's where the spirits of those who particularly enraged Emo are sent for punishment. So this, this isn't like, this is now your afterlife. This is, right, you've annoyed me. While you're waiting to see where you go, you're getting into the cauldron. So he's still going to be impartial because he's a, he's a judge. So yeah, you're you're boiled alive and but boiled he doesn't dead have to make your time. Your spirit is boiled in a giant in his realm, particularly nice. For as long as he decides to make you know to wait until he makes your decision of you. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yeah. So it, it may depend on what you've done in life. Or if yes. you've done anything in the afterlife that particularly offend Emma, right. he might uh, decide to make your stay a little less pleasant. Is so watch, watch your manners. where the souls of the dead then would receive the final decision on their destiny. In Rokugan, uh, a courtyard outside is where regular uh, judgments of guilt or innocence are made. So there's a courtyard in Mado where these decisions mm. are, are are made or or the sentences read. Anyway, it might not be where you argue your case, but that's where you get the final decisions. So that's if you're going out the official way. Yeah. No, but there is at least one unofficial way, which is the Hall of Mirrors. That's a hidden back door out of Mado. And if you're able to confront your, your darkest self and prove yourself worthy, you may be able to free yourself from Mado 
without MLO's right. judgment. First, you have to find it. Um, but I suspect it's, it's not, not obvious. that easy. It's, it's in some secret GM-determined location <laughs> in, in Mado. And, yes. and then, you know, you might have some series of trials to get there. <laughs> and uh, then you obviously, the the one you have to confront the most is yourself. And, and in some ways, this is a backdoor that those who have... Mm. reached a sense of inner, inner peace with all of their lives have, you know, can, can potentially find. Because if you are completely at peace with yeah. who you are and what you have done, you can look yourself in the, in the hall of mirrors, look yourself in the eye, then that's, that's kind of how you would get out. You, you know, the same way as you would if you had reached enlightenment. That makes sense. So those are some things you can um, add to your Mado. As I said, they're not in the books, yeah. but uh, yeah. like I said, this story really had some really good stuff that I was like, I've got to include that in my Mado, so now you get it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you may be wondering... The cauldron of consequence sounds lovely. How do I go? How do I get there? Uh, or maybe, maybe it's the other bits you, you like. Um, you know, we're role playing game players. This is what we do. We're like, how do we get to the interesting place? Right? It's all very well knowing about it, but you know, how do we? How do we have a story set there? So, how how might you get to Mado? <laughs> the obvious one. It's kind of in the in the 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 a bit of a hint. It's called the realm of the dead. So oh, hold on a second. option one is, is die. I realize it's probably not everyone's preferred method. But there's actually the wheel of... What is... Yeah, I thought I heard something. Hang on, hang on. No problem? Okay. I apologize. Um, we've... Sorry about that. I got uh, a phone call. Oh, my headphones. Are you still there? Okay. Um, so hopefully they, they they don't do that again. And I couldn't find my phone just to, to yeah, hang them yeah. off. All right. Uh, could you just start the obvious way, Die? You don't have to do all of the preamble, but when I started rambling off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the obvious way to get to Mado, as you may guess from it being the realm of the dead is to die which might not be your preferred method but hey there's actually a whole adventure module the wheel of judgment which starts that's literally where it starts so there are some possibilities like you died but there you have a, a mission that's so important you need to bypass the whole judgment process or possibly you are selected because you are extraordinary individuals you are selected to bypass the normal procedure is that you to continue your mission or to be given a new to mission so that might be one uh, way of getting into maybe Mado. a dead person is lost in Mado and or must be rescued from them and you the party are sent to a gateway to find them or 
even though it's extremely unlikely you could stumble across them. Uh, Gateway's tomato in folklore would be found in the very bottom of extremely deep caves. Um, and usually they're very well guarded by Mazoku guards. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Mazoku guards can mm. are um, that bright. So they could be tricked. Is you know these aren't the elite Mazoku guards. They're just guarding random bottoms of extremely dark caves. Um, you could be teleported there or sent there by somebody. Uh, or you could be, you know, if you ended up in some scenario where you are lost or washed, you know, going down an underground river, deep, deep underground, mm -hmm. uh, and you are forced because to navigate through Mado to get out of the cave because you're you're lost underground, and that would be terrifying, and you'd rather go through Mado, and right then yeah. keep wandering around in the dark. So that's that's another way you could find a gateway tomato. Or maybe there's no other option, depending on Dan. Yeah. It's possible you could be taken there by a powerful Kitsushigenja or a particularly human-oriented spirit because they would have to be concerned with life or life and death and a lot of nature spirits aren't that fast. It's possible that a corrupt or insane Kitsu sends the party to Mado while they make their escape, as mm -hmm. opposed to just doing a standard kill everyone spell. They kind of do it. This will send you to, to Mado and get you out of my hair while I run away. But it could also be that if you need to get to Mado for whatever reason, a benevolent Kitsu Shigenja might be the one to send you there. It may be things like sharing a last farewell with a loved one before they forget everything okay. or um, any number of reasons so if you needed to go there or pulled into Mado a by a powerful especially a powerful shigenja ancestor an ancestor spirit normally wouldn't have power in Mado, but but all the rules are out once you start talking about things like ishinkin in the afterlife i mean just things get things get funky and maybe you know an ancestor of one of the party members might pull them mm. there. Um, or if they, if a powerful Shigenja had known before yeah. his or her death that their future or their rebirth is in doubt, they, you know, they were worried about the state of their stole, they may have left something for an unsuspecting samurai that would activate when touched or acted upon that would draw that samurai or group of samurai to Mado and bring that item with them to give it to them so then they'll have their their special tool whatever it is in the afterlife yeah or it could summon them into the afterlife using you know this this thing that they left behind to force yeah. summoned samurai to undertake some kind of mission for them within Mado in order to be allowed to go back. So the Shigenja themselves is in Mado. They, they have died, but they must be good and do only Mado things or they're going to get in trouble and they don't want to put their future afterlife at risk. But they have 
things they want to do down here. They have an agenda. So why not bring a unsuspecting samurai who was messing with their stuff in the yeah. living world down to Mado to go run errands for them uh, and in exchange for being allowed to go home. Good for good for looters, I suppose. Yeah. Find the artifact. And there's a way of getting, yes. And there's a way of being metaphorically close to death, close to the realm of death, as to be close to death itself. So you're almost dead, but not all the way. In a near-death state, you might be able to like see and interact with Mado, but still be alive enough that you're able to do it more freely than an actual right. fully dead person and even able to get your way back mm -hmm. before death becomes final. Um, something similar to that happens to Akoto Toturi mm -hmm. with some help when he is attacked by some shinobi and is nearly but not quite dead. And we're not, it is actually a bit unsure whether he was nearly but not quite dead and brought back mm -hmm. or so whether he was actually of, dead and was brought back. Right. So these are different but ways that, was, that, that you is might an actual end depiction up of in that Mado, happening. He's uh, in the line, he's in the queue, an adventure but he in does this, get brought back. In this place. So that might be something uh, that could happen. However, uh, Mado is not without risk. Uh, we've talked mm -hmm. in our other series about how each realm kind of has a jealousy, uh, a thing that it slowly does to your spirit the longer that you are no nope. present there uh just where just remaining in another realm is a risk to you because you are a being of ningado you don't belong there uh the jealousy of mado is mm. basically lassitude and despair you just uh forget not even forgetting you you, you stop caring about where you are or what you're doing uh, you forget your mission you start procra you procrastinate uh, you you lose your energy or will. You just your your driving purpose is gone, and then you fall into a patience patience and and willingness to obediently wait in line like everybody else. Yeah. You, you lose hope for coming back, and you're just there. And and that's a very intentional thing for Mado because the point is, you know, they don't want all those spirits wandering around everywhere else. Everybody's supposed to be standing yeah. calmly in line waiting to be judged. No. Yeah. A, a slightly more kind of intense danger or acute danger, let's put it that way, or just is boiled. angering the Lords of the Dead, any of them, could send you to punishment and torment. Which could include being sent to Jigoku, Gakido, or Toshigoku. Although technically that would be. Yeah, or. I mean, because technically if they send you on to another afterlife because you annoyed them, that's technically them violating right. their neutrality <laughs> and, their, and their kind of judgment, kind of the, their role as judges. But there's always the cauldron of consequence if you annoy them. So that might be something you want to avoid. 
And fundamentally, all the the yes, the various servitors, <laughs> um, the Mazoku right. could be ordered to um, beat you up for being annoying. So don't don't do that. Maybe, <laughs> but that is a that is a definite risk. I mean, especially if you are. In Mado, hey, without being dead and not uh, wanting Mazoku, to uh, drinking go through the, the normal procedure, or being you could tricked by the Lady of Forgetfulness, of the Lords of the Dead could cause you way. to lose all your memories. So, if you drink it, but somehow, uh, you mm. know, your other party members manage to get you out, or, or or you get out after drinking the Tea of Forgetfulness. You can get out and be yourself, be be a samurai and everything, but you could have forgotten all your memories. You could have lost them all because that's what the Lady of Forgetfulness does. Um, mm. Right. Which could be a really fun character to play. Yes, which is fine if you're going on to another life and you want to start afresh. Well, you wouldn't even so remember that. You just old... are wandering around like with no memory, and then. Like... And especially if you got got if you it. It could be an interesting <laughs> one. Yeah, I nearly died, but. And, a lot. Yes. Uh, so everyone, everyone tells me I nearly died, and but I don't remember any of it. And the final one we'll mention is that there are invaders to Jigoku. Sorry, I'll start again. And I've, uh, yeah. And a final one we're going to mention is there are invaders from other realms, including Jigoku and Gakido and Toshigoku. They are threats you might may come across. And they're also going to be, or they may be ghosts who or they may be aren't happy with the idea of simply awaiting you. judgment. And so they may be causing problems. So that's another threat that you may work. Yes, that is also the thing that the, you may have connections with those <laughs> folk, and they may not be happy with you, and um, they may not yeah. be pleased to see you. And you may have so, thought, "Well, you know, we obviously of, dealt with those, those guys way back when we killed them." It's like, "Oh, oh, right, here they are." They still, they still don't seem happy with us for some reason. A very, very small number of ways of getting out of Mado uh, to end that kind of adventure. Mm. The obvious one is if you fulfill a task for MOO or one of the kings of hell, uh, you could yeah, uh, you could get out. They could send you home. They could decide. Yeah. Uh, fine, you don't have to be dead. Hmm. Yeah, we've already previously mentioned a few ways out. There's the Chamber of Mirrors, but that's obviously quite difficult. You might be able to do it by climbing the Mountain of Blades, mm -hmm. but again, very difficult, very dangerous. So there are a few ways that are out, and then there may be other ways that people haven't If you are written were brought down there by a spirit secret. or a shikinja, they should be able to So there may be difficult secret ways to get out so without... Becoming judged and being reborn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, once you you would certainly hope so. You'd certainly hope that have some if they're going to like haul you in 
to do to do something for them. You desperately hope they've got some way of getting you back. Otherwise, it's very rude. And there's another one, like other, other than the obvious way of getting out of Mado is to go through the whole process, but we're assuming you don't want to do that. But in theory, what, what might happen is you could be reborn, essentially, into a new body that is not your own. But you still have your old memories. And it's maybe like an adult body. So maybe you are a spirit now possessing the body of someone else who recently died. But you've got your memories and <coughs> their memories. And there is even then the question of who even are you now? That is, that is yet another. Worth, that's, that's, worth thinking about. I mean, so that is a thing you, a, you may need to think about. If you different people, but you still... Somehow... Still have your memories of your old life. The afterlife. It's 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 complicated and and fun, but that's what yeah. makes it an adventure. So hopefully, giving you all of this stuff gives you some adventures. Yeah, that sounds interesting for your uh, multi realm tour of the the universe. But that's all we have this week. I yeah. think that that was very long. Uh, but yeah. We've done worse, I guess. <laughs> um, we are excited about everything coming up. Yeah. Uh, we will let you know about the news from Gen Con and elsewhere as we mm -hmm. start to interpret it. And we'll start trying to, and we'll also, as other websites uh, like Last Province yes. starts to ramp up as they interpret the news, we'll point to them. But the, no, nobody, I think, has yeah. yet had a chance to respond to this yet. No, but soon, soon, new content. Yeah, uh, we'd like to call out our sister podcast and Patreons. So, our official affiliated actual play podcast, Fortune and Strife, is ongoing mm -hmm. and is a great listen. And what's, what's happening at the moment? We are bracing up for a uh, a battle between the forces of the caliph uh who we are fleeing from and the uh unicorn caravan who uh, we has taken us in and are helping us try and get back to rokugan from the burning sands Ooh, there's lots of stuff going on and i believe you're also going to be doing or have done an Adventures of Rokugan Yes. Kind of yeah, we quest. have an Adventures in Rokugan side quest that we are airing the episodes for as we get ready for this mass battle that will end Season 2. Yeah, so uh, lots of stuff to listen to there. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention our friends at D20 Radio, who are a, a large collection of role-playing game podcasts. So if there's anything you're interested in the realm of role-playing games, then head over to D20 Radio. Yes. Our content is funded by, as we said, the Community Discord Patreon, uh, which has uh, so supported our editing and hosting costs and uh, our website and all of that material. And uh, even though things have been hard, we'll keep trying to give you the best content and research we can. And uh, though we totally understand and don't expect people to donate, we are extremely grateful for those who have and everything our patrons yes, have uh, continued to, to provide. Online, 
You can find us at our website, courtgamespod.com. On Twitter, we are twitter.com slash courtgamespod. At least as long as it's Twitter. And if you do wish, as long as it's Twitter, yeah. And if you do want to support us, and we'd be very grateful if you, if you were to do that, you can find us at Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgame. But that is it for us this week. This is Kikita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you. And I have been Korvar. And until we meet again, keep your jade handy. Thank you.